Nobody questions things in this country anymore. Nobody wants to rock the boat. It's all bullshit, folks. It's all bullshit, and it's bad for you. But we believe them because they're pounded into our heads from the time we're children. Children should be taught to question everything, to question everything they read, everything they hear. Welcome to Question Culture with Brian and Lornette. This is a bi-weekly podcast where each episode, Lornette and I will be discussing and questioning conventional wisdom about a topic we believe is important. You can follow us on Facebook at QCulture1 and on Twitter at QCulture. That's Q-U-E-C-U-L-T-U-R-E. There we highly encourage our listeners to ask us questions, start a civil debate, or provide topic discussions for a future episode. If you're interested in learning more... Um, We also share the links to the documentaries, articles, and books mentioned on each episode on our Facebook page. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the healthcare system. How's it going, Lornette? Hey, what's going on, Brian? Um, Lornette Vestal, you can check me out on Twitter at EvolvingManLBV. Also, you can check out the Evolving Man Project, which is my website. And last but not least, my wife and I published, independently published, the sci-fi thriller called Even the Faders. It's in stores now, so you can get an indie bound um, bookshop and even the great Satan Amazon. So uh, check it out. Totally independent. Definitely a, a, a definitely not <laughs> different from our podcast, but um, a good book and uh, people like it. And I heard people like all the steamy sex scenes in there because you guys are fucking perverts so uh get it even my brother said something about that (laughs) girl on girl action in there Uh, my (laughs) wife mostly wrote that book so like you know that's not the machinations of my imagination (laughs) ladies and gentlemen out there because i'm not a pervert i am i am a a decent man (laughs) just like joseph r biden (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh god yeah i saw keep, something keep him that, away from stairs <laughs> oh no that wasn't joe Biden. i saw something that like who was it? like kamala harris was going to be speaking about like with bill clinton about how covid has impacted women and it's like oh yeah uh, ask the rapists about about how women are reacting to COVID. well she's it's already like, worse with a rapist you know named joe biden so yeah you know, maybe uh, she's fine with uh, fine with men who do that as long as i'm not the woman who's getting raped fuck them yeah, it's fucking. Well, wild. I can get to be president. <laughs> die, Joe Biden. Die. I'm pretty sure every day she wakes up and be like, "Why isn't he dead yet? He's oh, old. Die." Like, I bet when she was, I bet she was like really happy when she saw him fall down those steps. <laughs> like, come on, keep rolling. She's Break like, yes, yeah, a few more months. <laughs> like, no, I bet she's like, oh, roll down, fall back down, and just a roll back and break Hit your, your head. <laughs> Hit your head. <laughs> yes, I'm president now. Yes, I didn't get one delegate, but you know, oh. Ah, yeah, the K-Haver. We should do a whole podcast on the K-Haver. We'll get, like, docs and, like, murdered because they're fucking insane <laughs> on Twitter. After, the blue ties will come after us. The blue check marks. No, the, the fucking K-Hive. They are. It's a legion of, it's a small legion of Kamala Harris blind supporters, and they are, and I'm trying to, like, find out, like, what is about this person. Like, she's she's not the most charismatic speaker, like Obama. At least Obama had, like, some charisma. Hell, AOC has charisma. Bernie, like Bernie had the whole like grumpy like Jewish dad thing, <laughs> grumpy like from a yeah yeah like from like yeah, you yeah. know the Woody Allen character. It's like her and Biden are like some of the most boring people fucking ever. So I'm like, how does he have like a legion of a fucking rabid supporters? I'm like, what the fuck? I, I just it really is weird don't get because it. like even in the primaries, like did she ever get like over like one percent of the vote in any of the states? No, the like I can even votes? see with Tulsi Gabbard why the left 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 his dues and like. I mean, conservatives like her like 
she's easy. She's, she's not bad on the eyes. <laughs> and 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 I seen her in like you know non like professional clothes, and she she's working with a little something back there. So, oh, well, you know. All right, Tosa. So, so what were you saying about not being a pervert? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just admiring uh, Tosi's firm form. <laughs> you just like her, her, her policies. I like her policies. <laughs> I pay just like I read Playboy policies. <laughs> I just like I read Playboy for the for the article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not the this is not the topic we're talking about, Brian. We're supposed to be talking about healthcare. So, no, yeah, right, let's we get got to way, it. We got way off track. We're getting so, off topic. Yeah. So, so, what are we questioning about healthcare? It's great, and that's the end of the podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, I've never had any problems whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> no, I've actually, this one's kind of personal because I have pretty severe asthma. So I've been in and out of the hospital a couple times. My inhaler prices have jumped. They've like, since I started, you know, since like 10 years ago, they've gone up in price fucking like more than twofold, you know? So it's it's kind of crazy that like the medicine hasn't changed. I still have the same problem yet. I'm paying this like insanely amount more, but we'll kind of get into that and like corporate profits off this shit. But Corporate kinda... profits. So you, if like Pete Buttigieg <laughs> said during the primary, if you like your health care, you get to keep it. Yeah, and everybody loves true. your health care. Yeah. I'm like, what person you ever met in your real in your real life has said, I really, you know what I love the most, my insurance company. Oh, dude, me and Blue Cross and Blue Shield, we're best friends. Like whoever oh, they're, who they're likes the best. No one likes their home insurance and company. No one likes their car insurance company. No one likes their medical yeah. insurance. No, I love, I like love sitting doctors. on hold for two hours at a time. Just really, uh-huh. really good. Oh, yeah. Going. I tried to call my insurance company and it was like, we're going to be on. You're, I was on hold for like 40 minutes and I just like gave up. Oh, anytime, like, anytime I had to do a call like that, I like try and do it like during work when I'm like working on a project because I know I can just like put my phone down and like let it be on hold for like hours on end. Um, fucking ridiculous. But, but I think uh, a good place to start with with healthcare is comparing ourselves to other countries because i don't think because america is such a big country geographically you know most of us have to especially here in the middle of the country have to fly for hours to leave the country so it seems you know it's almost like it does that world doesn't exist but i think once you compare ourselves to other countries you begin to see how fucked up our healthcare system is um I mean, because I know, and we'll share on our Facebook page uh, all these links, but I, I found a map of the countries that have universal health care and those that don't. And it's pretty much like all of Europe, almost all of South America, Canada, Australia, Russia, like all these countries have universal health care. Like some of the countries that don't. I saw another website with like the list of countries that don't. And it was like the United States, Egypt, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Yemen, Syria. And it's like, okay, so it's us and all the countries that are we're bombing <laughs> that don't have universal health care. Probably while we're bombing them. They might want to give their citizens universal health care. And they were like, fuck no. So, yeah, according to the STC report, all but 43 countries in this world on, on, on Earth offer free or universal health care. However, the standards amongst the countries uh, can vary widely. And, like, the countries that offer universal health care, because one of the things that, you know, Bernie Sanders was talking about was like, hey, you know, we need to be like Northern Europe. And I was like, yeah, that's a good example, but that's too far off. We got countries, right, you know, that we know, like, you know, are not too far off. Like China, Bahrain, Singapore, United Arab Emirates, South Korea, fucking Cuba, Kuwait. All those countries, very different. Norway, Burundi, Cyprus, all very different countries, different cultures, different sizes. China has way more people than the United States because 
And one of the lazy ex- intellectual excuses why we can't do shit in this country is someone always say, there's too many people in our country. We can't do it. And it's like, there's a fucking billion, 1.4 billion people in China, and they still have a universal health care system. And what that basically does is you're allowing, by not having it, because the whole reason I want to have universal health care is because I do think there are some things you know, education. I want the government to handle things that I don't think prof- the profit motive does a good job handling. So, like, all right, if you want, like, different ice, care f- ice cream flavors, like, fine, that's a luxury. Like, let's, you know, let capitalism, like, run wild with that. But I don't want healthcare to be for profit, just like I don't want education to be for profit. I don't want firefighting to be for profit, you know? So, it's basically just making everything more expensive because if you don't have universal health care, then you're inviting these private insurance companies to basically just be middlemen and steal from you. And so because we allow that, the U.S. spends more on health care than any other industrialized country. It's We have the most expensive system. It's the least efficient system. It's the least effective system. Um, I was reading this article that will share that they did a survey of 11 people in 11 different countries and just had survey questions about their healthcare, And the U.S. scored the lowest in, in every single category. And these are from surveys. So these are surveys of American citizens describing how they feel about their healthcare system. And we perform the lowest in pretty much every category, wait times, uh, effectiveness of care, all that kind of shit. But Brian, like I remember John Boehner, you know, during the Obamacare debates, which was just a handout to insurance companies. Sorry, liberals. But uh, John Boehner, you know, former you know Speaker of the House, a Republican asshole, who's now selling weed, despite the fact he probably voted for the crime bill. But I digress. He always say, and all the Republicans during the time, we have the best health care system in the world. I mean, that's the thing. It's the best care health system in the world if you're a multimillionaire, if you're a billionaire, and you can pay for these things. But it's not, you know, for the majority of us, it absolutely is not. And another well, thing, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and we can we need to go kind of go back to see why most of the world has adapted a, a free or universal healthcare system, and it all started with a pandemic that happened, you know, almost to the date a hundred years ago, well, give or take three years, the Spanish flu pandemic in nineteen eighteen and nineteen nineteen. Um, I think what estimates of like one hundred to one hundred and fifty million people globally perished due to the uh, Spanish flu, um, and. After that, the world, you know, governments across the world realize that public health should not just be a hodgepodge of like, you know, local and state governments. It's like nations need to take this seriously. And one of the things they all started to do was guarantee their citizens, um, you know, universal or free health care and also prioritize public health because pandemics, diseases, viruses, they don't give a shit about your race, your religion, how pretty you are how rich you are, um, how old you are, how young you are. If it's a pandemic going through a virus that's killing people, you, you, you could be at risk. And we see that currently with the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, mostly older older and sick, you know, and people with pre-existing conditions are the most at risk, but there's been people who have been perfectly healthy and also unfortunately have uh, passed away due to this pandemic. So germs don't give a shit about who you are. They, they just want to make you sick to to for them to survive. So that's why the, you know, the world, the nations of the world did that. And what the United States do, we tied our health insurance to employment because freedom. Yeah, well, 
And I don't think, like, another thing that was frustrating, this frustrated me a lot when Bernie was running and he was talking about universal health care because all these media companies, you know, are all controlled by the private insurance company. They all pay for advertising on there. But they were constantly, like, everything Bernie said, they were like, oh, this is going to raise taxes, it's going to raise taxes, it's going to raise taxes, it's going to raise taxes. And it's like, yes, but you will save Americans pay insane health care premiums. So, yes, your taxes would go up slightly, but you wouldn't be paying these health care premiums. And I'm happy I found this uh, study where they and I think it was actually on the Gravel Institute did a video on it, too. But they were talking about if you add up your, the health care premiums that people pay along with taxes, that U.S. citizens actually lose more of their wages than these other countries where taxes are super high. So I and, and I'll, I'll share again, I'll share the article, but it was showing that Americans actually pay second most in the world percent of their wages the u.s pays 43 percent of their wages go to taxes and then premiums for health insurance where in places like great britain it's only 26 percent canada it's only 11 percent so we're literally like our our wages our hard-earned money we're like literally spending almost half of it on things like our taxes alone should be paying for them but because we don't spend taxes on things that benefit us we're paying all this extra money to to cover these things that our taxes should be covering yeah, and let's kind of like get into like the um, what the American system is, which is a for-profit system, and kind of why that's pretty, pretty stupid, and also pretty, <laughs> pretty fucked up. <laughs> pretty fucked up. So, like, I think the one thing is our for-profit system. We have these massive health insurance companies who um, their end goal is the bottom line, just like to ensure that their board and their shareholders um, that they maximize their profits. And I think one of the most sickest thing about the for-profit healthcare is one of the most inevitable things in life because none of us are superheroes <laughs> and we don't have like hyper immune systems and all that shit. We're just human beings. We all will get sick. The lucky few of us will get old. And once you get older, you'll still get sick. So we are, there's something that's very, it's a very common human experience. It's just like breathing or drinking water. Like these are just, it's an inevitable facts of life and that some some we've designed a system here that makes money off something that is inevitable like Thanos nerd <laughs> nerd alert um, but that, that's just it's just still fucking disgusting because you're making you're making money off people getting sick. Right, exactly. It's like literally like profiting off people's suffering and the more people that suffer, the better it is for you. So, you know, you like they they like it and are almost promoting it. Um, yeah, like I the think, fact that before Obamacare, like if you had pre-existing condition, something beyond your control, like say you're born with type 1 diabetes or you um have like a, you know, Lou Gehrig's disease like um 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 the famous um, scientist Stephen Hawking had Things that are like way beyond your control, like you know, genetics and a lot of other factors pay into that. But then you try to get health insurance as an American if you have some of these lifelong ailments or you know diseases or complications, and you're kind of screwed. Like, no, we can't give you that. You have pre-existing condition, so basically, you have to be like the perfect healthy person. And like, there's a small window for most people in their lives, and some people never have that luxury. So it, it's it was inhuman to begin with. I mean, yeah, I mean, we should just talk about the numbers. So um, there was a study, roughly 530,000 people go bankrupt from medical costs in the United States each year. 
half a million people each year. And I mean, that's a testament to how much Americans will suffer in silence. You know, like all these people going fucking bankrupt from fucking medical bills. So you get sick or you get in an accident or something happens and that means you're fucked, you're bankrupt. You got to, you know, worry about that following you around for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, how and not, only, is not that? only that, but just the fact that, like, this could happen to any one of us, like even young people. I know young people. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm not considered one of the young people being 37. So I'm just middle aged and, and I just shut the fuck up. Go to work, middle aged man. Almost. <laughs> I'm, I'm not 40 yet. Not quite yet. So I, I guess I'm somewhere in the gray area. But like someone who's like in their, you know, early 20s and early 30s. Um, you know, they're not thinking about getting sick. But the thing is, shit can happen to people even in that age. Like you can get a car accident, you can you can have a bad fall, you can you know, you can, it can be a you know, accident while you're working at the house or some shit like that. You can fall off a ladder. Shit can happen. And or you can just, you know, contract you can get like we're in a pandemic, you can track COVID nineteen. There's been like, you know, stories coming out where people had like fifteen thousand dollar bills for going to the hospital for like, you know, during the pandemic. I'm like, it's fucking disgusting. That they're making a profit off this shit. So my sister-in-law worked at a Ronald McDonald house where they would let the families of children with cancer stay there and stuff, you know? And it was just baffling to me. Like, okay, you had to have this charity to support these people, but these people just on medical bills alone, like, you know, these are fucking kids. They didn't do anything to deserve these medical problems, yet their parents are having to bankrupt themselves to keep their kid alive. So, like, pretty much you're condemned into, like, severe poverty. Well, Brian, has a, li- has a libertarian, I <laughs> yeah. refuse to pay for someone else's kid having leukemia. Maybe that kid should have just born, been born in a rich family, or they should just, like, you know, not get leukemia. I never got leukemia. So, why am I going to pay my tax dollars? My tax dollars need to go to nuclear air cap carriers, because those are cool, and bombing little children in Syria for that oil, baby. That sweet black gold. Freedom. That's what's so weird about that argument is all the doctors, all the hospitals, they're still making money. All universal health care means is that we pool our money and then the government pays for the care. It's not as though, like, if you have universal health care, suddenly there will be no doctors because no one will make... Like, that's not the case, you know? It's such a, a weird argument that that's just simply not true. And then the idiotic thing we do in this country is tied to employment. And yes, the problem yeah. is, is, like, every fucking 10 years... We have some type of economic downturn and recession. In the 1930s, we had a Great Depression. And right now, we're still in an economic downturn thanks to a fucking pandemic that's beyond any one person's control because these are just one of the facts of you know being a human being or a living creature on this planet is that pandemics come and they go. And that's just been something that we've lived with, coexisted and evolved alongside different diseases and that we have decided as a nation to tie it to an employment and when you have an economic recession or, or depression like what we're going through right now millions and millions of people lose their jobs which means they're losing their their health insurance and maybe if their health insurance covered their spouses or children those individuals are losing it also so this, this system it makes no fucking sense and it's during the pandemic so more people are going to get sick because it's a fucking and, global yeah, pandemic and lose their jobs i mean it's amazing to me so again, another study. I'm gonna keep saying that because I really wanted to look up, you know, have facts to back this episode up. But 50 percent of Americans said they have or are currently holding off going to get medical treatment for something they think is wrong because of the cost. So it's like you literally have people who know something's wrong with them, but because of the cost. It's also true that 
there's a huge gap in the access and the quality of Medicare between people who are insured and uninsured. So there's a huge segment, millions of the population that are completely uninsured and are basically fucked. If any, you know, they're just riding the luck, hoping nothing bad happens to them. In addition to having the 50% of people who are avoiding medical treatment, what that inevitably ends up leading to is people wait too long to get treatment and fucking die. And a Harvard study found that 40, 45,000 people each year die from a lack of healthcare coverage in the U.S. So you have, what is that, half a million people who um, go bankrupt, and then you have another 50,000 people on top of that that fucking die from things they shouldn't have died for, but just because we have such a, like, fucked up medical system. So the immorality of it is just baffling. Oh, yeah, and, and even just during this pandemic, because... Um, there's a study that came out that said a third of COVID deaths in the United States would have been, could have been prevented if we had a single payer system. And this is just kind of one of the things like, for example, COVID-19 death rate in Canada, which has a single payer healthcare system is less than half of that of the United States, where it's a for-profit driven private public model often allows to fall people to fall through the crack cracks and one of the reasons why is what brian mentioned earlier is that people can't can't afford it like they can't fucking afford to go to the doctor when they get fucking sick and that's just really really disgusting i only go like i only go to the doctor if i like feel like i'm dying because i know even i have insurance and i know i'm gonna get a 150 dollar bill if i you know if, if if i go to the doctor same thing with my my asthma medicine i found out if i don't have if Sometimes, whatever reason, and again, whatever bullshit insurance deals goes on, if I don't have insurance, an inhaler is like 150 bucks, and then even with insurance, sometimes it'll be around like $50, you know, and in other countries, the shit's so much cheaper. Like, I, I was reading this study about insulin prices, which, you know, fucking so much of the country, because insurance companies don't care about preventative health, because they want sick people, so we have all these people with all these diseases like insulin is eight times higher in America in America compared to similar na- industrialized nations. Um, a carton of insulin in the U.S. will run about three hundred dollars. In Canada, it's twenty bucks. So, on top of we're paying taxes that sh- should go to our healthcare but don't. So then we're paying these insane uh, premiums. And then on top of that, if you do have something wrong, you need medication. You're paying an insane amount of medication. Um, another study prescriptions have most prescription have gone up somewhere between 40 and 70 percent in the last decade and americans spend about 535 billion dollars on all these like pharmaceutical drugs and stuff so it's just absolutely insane like how much money we spend and how little we get in return and yeah one thing that did piss me off doing a primary and uh somebody coined a term from one senator bernie sanders is you know Call him Bernie Bare Minimum Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the, when they when they kept asking, and I guess we'll get into this more, but just like, how are you going to pay for? It? How are you going to pay for that? And just bring up the fact that it look at look at what we look at look at the system we have. Look at all many people falling through the cracks. Look at how many people are fucking going bankrupt for medical medical um, emergencies. And many times, you know, no fault of your own if you, you know, happen to tr- contract cancer. Um, some people are born with, like, you know, as I said earlier, certain ailments and diseases become lifelong. And and we're talking about, you know, Brian was talking about his struggles. And he has insurance. I have insurance. 
and the crazy thing is, you know, I, I'm a person who, who I don't have very good eyesight. So I need contacts and uh, glasses because insurance companies are not going to pay for LASIK because they say that's a co- that's a vanity type of uh, surgery. So I would have to pay like $5,000 an eye to like get, you know, LASIK. And I'm just a regular person. I'm not like a billionaire or something. So I ain't got like $5,000 just laying around. Like, oh, let me go get the eye surgery. You know, if I had $5,000, I got a house. I might need to, you know, repair some shit there. So case in point, my wife, who also has an insurance and, and makes more than me, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. It's not a, a insult on my manhood that my wife makes more than me. She's an attorney. I'm a social worker. So my wife <laughs> makes more money than me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm a social worker. She's an attorney. So it, it's just, that's just how it works. Uh, unfortunately, uh, everybody should be paid a living wage. Hashtag raise the wage. Fuck Christian cinema. Uh, anyway, I digress. She went to go get glasses and in the contact lenses and she has insurance and she ended up paying like $1,200 out of pocket for that shit. And it's just like, luckily, we have, you know, jobs and careers that allow us to have the disposable income. And we don't have children. So that's another reason we have some some disposable income. But we're not we're not like rolling the dough. So it's not it's not like that. Um, but still, this is this is my wife who has insurance. So just imagine someone who doesn't have insurance, but they need eyeglasses like I do or contact lenses. Like I, I literally can't drive a car. And when I was in school, like my grades were bad. And they realized like Lornette couldn't see the fucking board when I was like seven years old. And then I got glasses and my grades got better. So, cause I could fucking see again. So just think that this is like, think about You need us. to see to learn. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, God forbid, you know, God, like maybe going, being sick is we're just preventing is, is, is the disgusting system. And one thing I definitely want to bring up is the rise of basically GoFundMe and basically going to GoFundMe is turning to before we do that yeah yeah, yeah, before we do that i just wanted to so you had that example too i just wanted to provide one of my own personal examples too that shows how fucked up is like you you know i'm not rolling in it um i am insured but so i've been playing basketball my life so eventually i end up having a knee problem and i held off you know it hurts i can't walk downstairs properly I had to like kind of hop a little bit because I can't fully bend my knee. I'm and an old I, man. Yeah, right, right. I ain't got and, it in me and, anymore. And, and, and even though I'm insured, I know getting an MRI on it will cost a shit ton of money. And I found, again, another study. Um, uh, it did MRI prices across country. An MRI on average in America, if you're insured, is 1200 bucks. In Spain, it's $181. And it's cheaper in most other countries. And But so anyway... So forever, I never got went and got it looked at. Finally, I saved up enough money. I knew it was going to be a shit ton. And just like this survey, my MRI cost me about $1,000. But then what I find out, so, you know, I find out I have little tears and whatever, my, whatever muscles in my knee. And But to get insurance, they're like, well, insurance probably, to get surgery, they're like, insurance probably won't cover you because you sit for work like you work in an office. So you don't need that. And you're not like, you know, in a wheelchair. So you'd be on your own. And then it's just some insane amount. So it's like, all right, well, it looks like I'm walking downstairs with a limp for the rest of my life because we have this like fucking health and I'm an insured person, you know? So like that does that completely disregard. So that's fucked up for people with insurance. So it's fucking wild. And so what a lot of these uninsured people like you were getting into what they do since they can't afford these builds, they go to GoFundMe. So you want to Yeah, and let me just kind of talk about that. So GoFundMe was founded in 2010 and it was designed to help uh, create fundraisers for dozens of categories, including education, faith, and business. 
Some people had like pet projects for movies and books and stuff like that. However, nearly uh, a quarter million campaigns have been set up through the site to help pay for medical healthcare costs, uh, raising over $150 million in contributions, according to the company's website. And one of the most craziest thing is I remember um, after the Batman mass shooting, because the United States is not, it's not we're back to normal because we finally, we're having mass shootings again. I mean, you know, we're, we're bombing Syria again. So liberals, you, you got your wish. We're back to normal. <laughs> so what's the most fucked up thing about this country is those folks involved in the mass shootings, they were GoFundMe campaigns because through no fault their own, some fucking crazy assholes, some sociopath comes in there, starts fucking shooting people. They get shot. They're one of the people fortunate enough not to be killed, but they they're, they're, they don't have health insurance or they have health insurance. And maybe the insurance company's like, well, we can't really cover that because like, that's a, that's not even an act of God. Like that's just some random crazy person. So we're not going to give you that because that's how insurance companies are. They always try to weasel out, out trying to pay you out. That's right, right. Because it's, it's a business. About profit. Yeah, it's about making money. We're not gonna. We we. It's like Bill, um, Chris Rock said his joke. Having insurance is just in case some shit happens. So when you have a for-profit system, they're gonna make sure that just in case some shit does happen, we just in case it does happen, we're gonna find a way to not pay your fucking ass. Yeah. And and anybody who's dealt with insurance in any way, shape, or form, whether it's medical insurance, car insurance, house insurance, renters insurance. You always got to like go back and forth and all this bullshit. And in the single payer and, and universal healthcare system, if you're sick or you have an ailment or you have an injury, you can just go get healed and you ain't got to worry about that. And when you do have a copay, it's low as fuck. So the fact that we go fund me is basically used has a fucking, you know, healthcare provider because people can't afford medical medical bills. It's it's fucking disgusting. It's so ironic in a fucked up way, too, that because of our system, people are resorting to GoFundMe. So literally people are pooling their money to pay for medical bills. So it's like, if we're going to do that, why don't we just all do it for real and have fucking universal health care? Because, Brian, universal health care is socialism. And I don't believe in socialism. This is America. and We have freedom. Our fucking money needs to go to the military to bomb those countries and take their kick their ass take their gas and I need the police to protect all my private property that I own. And if anybody gets on it, let them be shot. Just like all people burning down those poor buildings this summer. Those buildings have feelings. Hashtag building lives matter. America. (laughs) Um, But so like, all right. So one in the CEO of GoFundMe said one in three GoFundMe campaigns is for medical costs. And then another article that I was reading that was so fucked up was like there's so many people on GoFundMe trying to get money for medical bills that basically this culture has developed on GoFundMe where like people are trying to, you know, get as much sympathy as possible to get money. So they're basically like trying to pimp themselves and like, you know, make their their situation seem as dire as possible so that they can get some funding. And it's like, what kind of like late stage capitalism hellscape kind of shit is that? Where like, you know, you got to make your, you know, you need a legitimate care, but you got to make it as horrible as fucking possible because you got to try and basically sell yourself to like get some medical, you know, have people help you out, you know, have strangers help you out on the internet. Well, Brian, maybe those people should have just been born rich. Like our former president, Donald J. Trump. I had a little donation for my dad, $10 million. Don't everybody get that? I just, I don't understand why you poors don't have it. 
Maybe you don't work hard enough. So yeah, I mean it, it's it's insane. So kind of let's let's then now during the twenty twenty election and primaries, we did have at least well a couple of candidates who were talking about um um Medicare for all, but we also saw the whole uh, campaign against it. So let's kind of let's let's go into some of those talking points about why they said, "Oh, you goddamn regular folks, we can't have a universal healthcare system." You just need to just accept things for the way they are. So what did they all what they what they used to say? I I I particularly remember uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, the the rat himself, the Secretary of Transportation, and during the primaries, every fucking time it would come up. Well, if, well, we're not going to keep people off their insurance because if you like your insurance, you get to keep it. Well, you know what, fucking Pete Buttigieg, fucking no one likes their goddamn insurance. No one likes Aetna. No one likes HMO. When you fucking get a job, you got to go through all these stupid insurance plans. You're like, what the fuck is a PPO? What the fuck is an HMO? What's all this goddamn jargon? I don't know what this shit is. It's fucking confusing. And we're the lucky people to have fucking insurance through our employers. But we can get injured and we're, we can't work anymore. So we don't have insurance anymore. So fuck you people who judge because that's a goddamn lie. No one likes their insurance. They like their doctors. They might like their nurses. They don't fucking like their insurance companies. No one's like, I'm a first name basis with my insurance agents. Insurance agents know that no one fucking likes them. And if you like your doctor, you'll still get to see your doctor under universal health care. Universal health care just means that the government is paying the bill rather than your insurance paying the bill. So you still it's just it's just removing the middleman. You still get your doctors. So, yeah, that argument, people like their insurance. It's like, I don't know. Well, obviously, all these rich ass politicians are like living in a fantasy world, but it's just like hilarious. Well, they're, they're that just they doing that what the insurance like companies pay pay for their campaigns to say. So that's all the only reason why. And I know right, the right. liberals will yeah. get mad at me, like, "Oh my God, Lorne, why are you saying that?" But they don't listen to this podcast, so <laughs> luckily they won't say any shit about that. But if they happen to get a hold of this, it's fucking true. They're all paid off by these insurance companies, which is why we don't have universal health care. Um, and when people say it takes too long to get that implemented. You know what the fuck? Every time these corporations go belly up and fuck up some shit and fuck up the economy, the government really acts very fast to bail those fuckers out. So don't sit there and give me that excuse. Well, we've been trying to get universal health care since the, since 1920. It's just it's just impossible. We just we just got to go with what we got. Or not just no, no, it, it's the will. We have a will. We we have a will to go bomb the shit out of some country in some other some other part of the world and spend trillions of dollars there, you know, trying to bring democracy there air quote the reason why we ain't have out of afghanistan because we're they're sitting on a trillion dollars worth of precious metals not because we want to give those women freedom we're gonna have to do an episode on the military industrial complex because i don't think a lot of people realize how much of our tax money is wasted on endless wars in other countries but but, but one of the things about medicare for all when they kept asking bernie is like how are you going to pay for it how are you going to pay for it how are you going to pay for it? How are, how are you going to pay for it, Bernie? They never asked Tax that about... the rich. <laughs> yes. They never asked that when it's like a new war. We got to go bomb. We got to go buy China and Cuba and Venezuela. No, no, no reporter. Anderson Cooper, the silver fox himself, never says, well, how are we going to pay for that war? No, they'll be like, look at those beautiful bombs being dropped. Oh, they're so beautiful. Not the fact that those fucking bombs are being dropped on fucking civilians, you fucking psychopathic assholes in the media. I guess we'll never get on MSNBC. <laughs> I think it's 50 it's now 56% of our discretionary spending is spent on the military. We could take a fraction of that, still have, you know, even if we cut that in half, we would still have the most superior military by far, but we could take some of that money and use it on our own health care. 
So and and not to mention, um, there was also it's going to save us money to do universal health care. There was a Yale study that found that Medicare for all would save the U.S. four hundred and fifty billion dollars and prevent nearly seventy thousand deaths. So. Because and, and that makes sense if you think about it. All you're doing is then cutting out the middleman. The insurance company is just a middleman that's just scraping out money in between you and the and the healthcare system all the time. Yeah, and then also another excuse that they 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 gave is kind of like, uh, well, you have long lines and the doctors will grow broke, and why would we want you know the government to like you know handle healthcare? Well, that that long wait time that is I don't know I missed where that propaganda came on so heavy but that is the most common when I talk to conservative friends and relatives that is the most common thing I hear is that oh the wait times in other countries are horrible you'll be waiting forever for things like you'll wait you'll wait you'll wait and and one on its face to me that just seems like really that's the only excuse that the, like because because everyone just knows every other country knows how fucked up private health insurance. So that's literally like the only argument you can even remotely like try and gather. Oh, you'll have to wait long. Like what a silly, if that's like the hill you're going to die on, like it's, it's so fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I also just talked to people in those other countries. I had a friend who is um, a dual citizen. He, he, he spent part of his life growing up in Appleton, Wisconsin, Wisconsin in another part of his life in Finland because his parents are Finnish nationals. So he's a dual citizen. He was born over there, but also spent time in the United States. And he's like, Lord, what the fuck is wrong with you Americans? When I went to go visit him in Helsinki, um, you know, over a decade ago. And he's like, I had knee surgery and it cost me like 20 bucks. That was, that was a copay. And you, you people are going broke over there. What the fuck is wrong with you? During the, the, the my, Olympics that would happen. Uh, go ahead. My, I mean, I think, you know, my buddy Mark got, too drunk in Germany during Oktoberfest and, and busted his head on a table or something. He's a foreigner and he didn't have to pay shit. Like, I don't even know if he, like, barely filled out a form. They just fixed him up and sent him on his way. Yes, because, it's like, like if, if that was a for, if that was do. a German, yeah, if that was a German in America, he would be getting a bill for, like, $2,000. And, no, no, that's fucking more than that. Like, the ambulance ride is $2,000. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, so, and then also, like, um, and then, like, the government sucks. Like, the government can't do it because, like, it'll, they'll just do a terrible job. Um, well, I do want to – all right, real quick before we get to that one, though, too. I do – the wait times – anyone who thinks this, like, I really want to have a discussion with you because I found there was um, a study for the American uh, uh, American Progress uh, Institute um, where they did surveys about these wait times. And it just simply isn't true that wait times are way worse in other countries than in America. They did a, a, a survey of 11, 11 Western countries. U.S. came in third to last in different types of wait times. And what they found out was for elective surgeries that aren't necessary, so like plastic surgery, things like that, other countries, yes, the, the waits are longer. But for urgent needed surgeries and, and appointments and things like that, America's actually on the low end for, for having access to that and for wait times for those things. And what they also found in uh, in uh, uh, an article in the Atlantic was that a lot of times when they're in studies where they were comparing these wait times, they were looking at insured Americans, and we were still coming up low on the scale. Where if you actually looked at uninsured Americans, it's a significantly longer wait time. So I really love like any because I've had friends and family say this. So I really, if you think the wait times are so much worse in America, like I want to see your facts for this because from everything I've read, that's just simply not true. Yeah, if you want to see a long wait line, be an uninsured American, 
and you get hurt and you have to go to the emergency room and see off at the local at the county like hospital at your local county hospital and see how long the wait time will be you'll be in there for a long time as someone who had to do that with myself with my wife and just sit at the emergency room all fucking day and you know why you bleed to death so it's it's quite ridiculous um that that's 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 just like the most insane argument ever um and then the whole doctors will grow broke and the government sucks and the quality of the healthcare you're getting in a, a medicare for all system would be the worst these are all lies and i have one way to point that that these are all lies and bullshit because the united states already has a universal healthcare system two two to be exact and i'm part of one of those healthcare systems because i had to go over there I had to, you know, join the mil. I joined the military, and and fought in George Bush's um, bullshit war in Iraq, uh, which we still should haven't pulled out yet. But that's a whole another. We can, we're gonna do one about the military industrial complex. It's coming, baby. Uh, but I digress. But they have the Veterans Affairs uh, Hospital. The Veterans Affairs Administration runs the VA hospital, and for the most part, you know, they've had problems throughout the years and all that stuff. But most veterans, or many veterans who are part of that the VA healthcare system. For the most part, like the VA healthcare system. And you know what? The VA doctors, social workers, nurses, counselors, all the people who work in that, that healthcare system, you know what? They're not going broke. They have jobs, they have money, they they have nice cars. They they take care of themselves and their families. Same thing. I was looking up articles about pay across countries and like yeah, there's a lot of doctors in the U.S. that make much, but there's doctors in other countries that make a shit ton, too. So I remember, like, reading this study, they were, like, comparing, you know, in America, this doctor would make $270,000, and in another country, it was only $260,000. So, like, oh, how horrible, you know? And in other countries, they don't have student loan debt, so doctors don't have to pay back these insane exactly. loans. Exactly. Yeah, fucking exactly. And in a government, like, running shitty healthcare, most veterans, you know, if you talk to a veteran in VA system, they like going to their V. Like every time I go there, there's always like you know some old vets like hanging out, chilling, you know, shooting the shit. Sometimes, sometimes they go there to hang out. So the fucking government ran healthcare so bad, like no veteran would ever go to the VA to get get healthcare when they were sick. And I have a primary care doctor because I have the VA healthcare system. So technically, I don't even need my uh, my insurance for my my you know private side for my the private organization I work for, the nonprofit whatnot. But you know, I just have it. You know. Because it's all, in America, you better cover your ass no matter what. <laughs> but but that's just the thing. Like I remember, I had uh, um, an injury, um, had to you know take an ambulance ride to the hospital, and you know I was you know pretty banged up, and you know stayed in the hospital for you know a day or two, and you know I got this crazy bill for the ambulance. It was like two thousand dollars for a fucking ambulance ride from the north side of Chicago to Evanston. Like that's not that far. For folks who are not from Chicago, it, it's it's literally the 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 first north northern suburb you get out of when you're in north in the north part of Chicago. And it was fucking two thousand dollars for like a fifteen dollar ambulance ride. Or not I also had that too. I had to an ambulance. Yep, I had a similar thing. I had to take an ambulance and and with insurance, I think it was like thirteen hundred bucks it cost me, and it was like literally a fifteen minute ambulance ride. But what I did because I had a, a, a health universal healthcare type of system with the VA. I just sent the VA the bill, and guess what? Uncle Sam paid for it. I sent him that two thousand dollar bill, 
And I'm like, this is what they do in other countries for all their citizens. You shouldn't have to like join the goddamn armed forces and fight in a war and all that shit to get fucking healthcare. Like, yeah, it should you shouldn't just have be... to risk death. <laughs> right. Fucking healthcare as a human right is written into the constitution of the goddamn South African constitution. That's because their constitution wasn't written by a bunch of rich old fucking slave owners in nineteen in seventeen seventy six. All right, so that's a start right there. That's another thing that's so because uh, along with the the long wait times is the most common argument against I hear, and then the second most is that just anything the government is bad, and I don't want the government in control of anything because just government bad, government got bad. You know that that Reagan propaganda. Where for which is one, funny because Reagan was a was in charge of the government at that time. So I'm like, right, so you're a man that you right, suck right, at your job, right. which you did. But I'm just like, why never put that two and two together? Andy expanded the debt, and yeah, I mean, we could go do a whole thing on that too. But I, yeah, it's but the government universal health care isn't the government controlling health care. The hospitals, the doctors are still private. The hospitals still private. It's just they're paying the bill, and even if it was government control. There's a lot of good things that the government freaking does. Libraries, like you mentioned, VA hospitals, Medicare, Social the post Security. Office. The post office before it got defunded. You know, like the post office, especially when I was a kid, was fucking amazing. Like you could mail something from Illinois to fucking Alaska for like 15 cents. Like that's fucking incredible. Yeah. And I mean, even to this day, companies like UPS and FedEx still use the post office themselves to ship to places that wouldn't be profitable for them. And so, you know, a fire, the fire department, that's yes. another example. It's like, I don't want well, to have Ryan, to, like, like, if your house is on fire, that's your fault. And I don't need to right, pay your taxes. And I taxes. don't want to have to worry about <laughs> filling out forms and paying some. Did I pay my bill for the fire? You know, no, it's just, you know. Well, the thing is with the fire department, it's like, it's a public good because, like, someone's house could be on fire and then a fire could spread because that's what fire does. And then the whole neighborhood's on fire. And just imagine that we had a oh for-profit God, fire. Does- does that sound like a pandemic? One person gets it, and then it could spread across. I know, the I know, I know. I never knew. I never knew. But like the fucking fire can spread across the neighborhood. And what what happened if we had a for profit system? Which fucking Monica Crawley of Fox News fame fucking said we should pay for fire departments. And I'm like, you dumb ditzy idiot. Um, if your fucking house is on fire and it spreads in the neighborhood, you, you're going to have firemen being like, well, sir, you didn't pay your firefighting bill this month. So um, insurance. So we can't put your fire out. And if the neighborhood happens to burn down, well, well should have paid their bills one time. Well, we did pay our bills. Well, sorry, he didn't. So the whole neighborhood has to burn. Good luck. The whole ideal idealist point of government is that we want to we don't want to be ruled by dictators. We want to have a democracy. We want to all have a say. And we want to decide how our money's spent. So if we're not pooling our, our resources for things like infrastructure, education, healthcare, then what the fuck are we even doing? Like, I don't need anything else. You know, like, I don't know. I don't want all my money wasted on these other things. Healthcare would be number having, you know, health is the foundation of life. Like, even if you have a billion dollars, if you're sick all the time, you're not going to be able to do shit. So that billion dollars is worthless. So the number one thing I want for myself and for my countrymen is for us all to be healthy. <laughs> and yeah, so, and for all you people asking about how you're going to pay for it and all that, that bullshit excuse, is that the United States would save money with a universal or Medicare for all system. And like this is one of the studies, we'll put this up in the um, in the, the chat, not the chat, but the, uh, I've been on Zoom calls Facebook, too long. On Facebook, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and social media sites so you can, you can quote <laughs> our sources. You can go there and argue with us if you like or uh, have a discussion, I prefer. Uh, our study includes that four medical student co-authors. We represent the future of healthcare providers, and we want this study 
uh, has evidence on this issue. As we continue to debate healthcare reform and politics and the public should know, Medicare for all is a very likely to save money while providing universal health care coverage with the minimum or no copay and deductibles. People will get to keep their physicians and have their minimal, minimal financial barriers to access health care. This is what the scientific evidence strongly supports, and it's our hope that our elected officials will draw out our research and spreading accurate information. And let me give a, a couple of definitions. So free health care. It means that all citizens receive health care at no cost or very minimal cost. Universal health care. It means that there is a health care system that provides coverage to at least 90% of its citizens. So the fact that the asshole in the White House right now, because I know all the liberals, but Trump, but Trump, 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 that asshole in the White House said on national TV, if I got a Medicare for all bill, I'd veto it. Why? Because he's fucking paid by Pfizer. By health insurance. Yep. Fucking HMO. Paid by Blue Cross Blue Shield. Aetna. All those motherfuckers. So that's who's fucking funding his goddamn presidential campaign. Because there's a billion dollars for him to become president. So of course he's going to veto that bill. Because he's paid, bought and paid for by the health insurance companies. So that decent man Joe Biden. Well, if I get a Medicare for all bill. At that magically happen not with not with our current congress because we'll have christa cinema cinema do it do a cursing like no poor people you don't deserve health care just like you don't deserve a minimum wage because you're all peasants and i'm i'm cute and i bought everybody donuts today and and i baked some brownies there's a little weed in it uh, but we're rich and we we only work three days a week we should do a, a podcast about that because our congress members the people who run this country they work fucking three days a week and they have health insurance. And they have government, <laughs> government-run health insurance. When Trump got COVID-19 and fucking survived that shit, despite being a fucking 75-year-old man, he had some good government health care because he's a fucking president at the time. And he fucking survived. Speaking of these things that, like, politicians push, too, though, like, you know, on the other side of the, the hor- horrible coin from the liberals is the conservatives. And I've heard this a lot on Fox News and, like, conservative radio where they're like, these death panels, you know, where like in other socialist countries, they'll have a panel where they'll decide who lives and who dies. And like, for one, for that being an obvious like boogeyman bullshit that just simply isn't true. In the U.S., we actually have a form of that with private health insurance because they're constantly trying to, they're trying, like Lauren not mentioned, they're trying to profit. So they want to treat as few people as possible. So they're literally saying, you know, like my case with my knee, like, oh, you don't need it. So we're not covering that. They do it all the time with different, you know, oh, you have this pre-existing condition, so we can't help you. And they're constantly just trying to worm their way out of paying for medical bills because of that. So that how that's f- fucking death, you know, death panels in this fucking country. And let's be honest, like with Obamacare, the ACA, Affordable Care Act, it was really called conservatives, not Obamacare. And for all the liberals being like, he, Biden's going to expand it. Let's be honest. Fucking Obamacare was, he took what Mitt Romney did in the state of Massachusetts um, years ago. It was a Republican health care bill, which means it was a government to, I mean, a government handout to insurance companies. And he just made it a national scale. And there are people still not being covered. And on top of that, it made you pay a deductible if you didn't have health insurance. So if you're a poor person who can't afford health insurance, and then you can't even afford the deductible to the Obamacare. You gotta get you get penalized tax wise. So that makes no fucking sense. So we're penalizing people for being poor. So it's a, it's it's stupid, and that's the best we can do. It's it's really sad, and it, and it shows our country it just wants people in medical debt, student loan debt, to the fucking day that they die, 
or just let them die if it's medical debt. Like, oh, you don't have insurance? Die, poor person. So all these asshole conservatives we were talking about, like, oh, we can't have these refugees and, and, and immigrants or what they call illegal aliens come across here and take our medical good, take our good health care and, you know, and suck our resources. But when it's actual U.S. citizens like, hey, I'm sick. I need some help because I can't afford this medical bill. Shut the fuck up and die. So, like, so you don't want to give health insurance to for, foreigners who happen to be in this country. Or you don't want to give health insurance to the people that, that you know, um, live in this country. And then what the most the sickening part about it is all these government officials who are elected officials at the state and local level. They all have government health insurance. They do. And one thing I don't want to forget to point out, too, is that in a way we do spend what's frustrating about these. Not only are these private pharmaceutical and insurance companies stealing from us directly by not providing for us, but they also are stealing our tax money because, you know, and I was reading about this as we develop these uh, uh, vaccines for the pandemic, too. The pharmaceutical companies receive billions in tax subsidies to fund drugs and fund research. So literally we're paying with our taxes to pay for the development of these medicines. And then the pharmaceutical companies keep all the profit. So we're literally paying to have them made, but then they don't, you know, like just like with polio, the vaccine should have been free or, you know, should be free and easily accessible. Like all these drugs, all these necessary drugs should be free to people. It should be covered with our tax money because we're paying to create them anyway. But only these pharmaceutical companies are keeping all the profit from them. And then on top of that, they monopolize the prescription drugs to make sure no one else can create it so that they profit as much as possible. So that creates artificial scarcity. So as we're seeing with the, you know, the vaccine rollout being blundered, and it's true with with all the with all these different drugs, there's this artificial scarcity where it's like, are you going to be able to get it when really it should be mass available? But it's not because these you know prescription drug companies are monopolizing and creating this artificial shortage because let's be honest donald trump's operation war speed to get the vaccine uh for one it's probably one of the only good things he did but has everything with trump there's also a sinister side to it which was basically a, a, a tax break and a giveaway to these pharmaceutical companies because the government fit the bill while they developed these vaccines and what things people need to know about the COVID vaccine is COVID, um, the COVID diseases are related to SARS. They were related to other uh, pandemics that, you know, came about earlier in the uh, 20th century, or I guess 21st century, like the uh, bird flu and um, SARS. So they're already working on vaccines for those. And this COVID-19 pandemic happening in the same vi- uh, family of the coronaviruses. Hence why it's called Corona, coronavirus 19 or COVID-19. And so they just kind of took the research they had built upon and just cater it towards this um, new strain of um, coronavirus out there. So, but the but the government fit the bill for these private corporations to who are now trying to like patent it, which also harms countries across the globe, especially countries that might not have the resources like the United States or Europe or some of the richer Latin American African nations. Um, I mean, it reminds me of like these these sports stadiums, you know, how we the taxpayers pay to build these sports stadiums and then the teams, the private owned teams raking all the profit. It's like we pay for all these medications to get created through our tax money and then we don't keep, 
you know, the, the pharmaceutical company then charges us 10 times what they're actually cost and then raking all the profit. Exactly. And one of the things also, and even during the um, uh, Obamacare debates that were happening back in the day, one of the things that pissed me off is like no one ever mentioned um, preventative medicine, like ways to live yes. healthy lifestyles yes. mm-hmm. to keep a populace like healthier, longer and have a higher quality of life, even when you get older. Because one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten from um, one of uh, a senior citizen was an uh, army vet who was like 75 years old. He's a black guy. And he didn't look 75 years old. He, he, he looked, to be totally honest, like maybe he was 60 at the most. More like, I would say 55. And he told me this. He's like, if you take care of yourself while you're young, your body will take care of you when you're older. And that makes sense. So, like, you know, everything in moderation. Uh, but preventative medicine makes uh, good sense for so many reasons. Why is it such a low priority in the United States? There are many theories, but uh, screening and diagnostic tests, testing costs money that most health insurance companies do not want to spend. Based well, on the, and it uh, and it goes against the profit motive to have healthy people. It's because they want sick. The more sick people, the better for them. So they don't want, you know. All commercials all day is just fast food, pop, fast food, soda, you know, just all this shit. Oh, not to mention so, also the commercials about the, the medicines that they say with all, with all the fucking crazy, like, side effects. Yep, and we're, like, the only one of the only countries in the world that allows that. Most yeah. other countries don't have commercials for medicines. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking disgusting. And then, like, you know, and then based on that analysis, the U.S. healthcare system is poor on various measures, such as preventable deaths, infant mortality, because one-third of Americans reported reported skipping tests or treatment because like we said earlier high cost and even people with insurance can't fucking afford it and you got countries as diverse as china to cuba to norway to your uh, united arab emirates who have a universal health care because like i said the last global pandemic that was really severe was the spanish flu flu pandemic of 1918 and world governments across the world was like, hey, public health is we need to take this seriously because even we can get sick, even if we're the, the rich, the rich people can get sick, the poor people can get sick and everybody in between, because that's just how diseases work. They don't give a shit about who you are, or what you are. It's kind of like puppies. They, either they like you or they don't like they don't care about your <laughs> status in the human world. They're not humans. They don't give a shit. And it makes it makes perfect sense. But in this country, we took that and it was like. We're going to tie it to employment and we're going to figure a way to make a few people very rich off the fact that people get sick, which is disgusting. Yeah. And just to throw a few more stats at you to cement our point. Um, so, uh, you know, America's the quote unquote richest country in the history of the world. But if you look at all these statistics, we rank 32nd in hospital beds per capita. We rank 46th in life expectancy. We rank 44th in infant mot- mortality. So and then... Um, According to Woo! the, the USA World number Health one, baby. Yeah, and then according to the wealth, the World Health Organization, by they they studied a variety of factors about the quality of care, and ultimately decide the U.S. ranks thirty seventh. So, for the richest country in the world, we're letting tons and tons of other countries provide better health care. Brian, than us, that just that means just... that America's still number one, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, number one just... in COVID deaths, number one in COVID cases, number one in prison population. Sounds like freedom to me. And what's been on my mind this week is because in 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 healthcare there's physical healthcare, but that also includes medical me, uh, uh, mental healthcare. And look at all these fucking mass shootings. Like clearly, 
we are in bad mental shape, like the country as a whole. You know, whether it be people clinging to conspiracy theories like QAnon, we have these mass shooters like mental... My, my sister-in-law works for the, she's a social worker and she like, you know, uh, coordinates uh, people finding, you know, psychiatrists and people to help them. But there's just an endless supply of people just calling in every day with med- with uh, mental health problems, looking for, you know, someone to talk to. And the, the pro- for-profit system is completely fucking them over. I mean, the, the um, life expectancy in the U.S. for the first time in a while is actually going down. And I was reading some studies about it. And a lot of it res- mentions suicide and overdoses is a big problem to why the life expectancy is going down. So it, it, universal health care is not only about the physical, but it's also about mental. And just think about all the things we could be better at if we weren't so mentally, you know, if we could actually get some mental health help. Yeah, and, and also just not have the mental stress of like, how are you going to pay for it as a citizen? Because, you know, the government flipped the bill. And that's the part of the social contract. And I think I explained this on one of our earlier podcasts is that this is it's the reasons you have the government. Health is one of your basic needs. Like the government should take care of your basic needs. Like if I want to buy a beer, yeah, let a fucking private company send me their fucking type of beer and whatever beer they have. If I like that beer, I'll get that beer. And I know the risk of drinking a beer and, and not drinking a beer. And so that should be my own decision. However, healthcare, that's something, like I said, we all will get sick. Every baby has to be born. <laughs> and the fact that, like, it costs thousands of dollars just to fucking be born. And parents Accidents are, can happen to anyone. Accidents yeah. happen. Like, shit that's, like, just being a human, existing in this world, this shit happens. And, like, you you have to go into debt to 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 deal with this stuff. It, it's It's... First off, it's, it's immoral, and also, second off, it we're wasting money. Like we spend all this money on the healthcare system that that fails. It's the people that take care of it because the insurance companies and the middlemen only care about their bottom line, and that's turning a profit. And they want to keep people perpetually sick. They want to keep profiting off of it, and they keep lobbying the politicians. And they keep, you know, in the media, the media, we need to talk about how powerful they are because they spread this whole misinformation campaign. In fact, when the COVID-19 pandemic um, started in this country, uh, once it reached the United States, we were really talking about Medicare for all. Like, maybe this is a good time to fucking finally do it. And as soon as the, the stats came out a couple months, you know, after March of 2020, so like around April, May of 2020, when they were like, well, it's a lot of Latino communities, indigenous communities, and African-American communities, and those are the folks dying the most from COVID-19. And it's then, well, maybe because those those communities, especially the poorer communities in those um, in those those communities, lack health insurance and, and access to those things. So, of course, they would be more likely to die from COVID-19 because they'd be less likely when they first get the symptoms to go to the hospital. This is a fucking grid and bear it because maybe they're working three jobs and it's like, I got to work, I got to survive. And but they turn into a race thing. Like, well, maybe you just need to stop drinking soda and being lazy. And we start talking about universal health care. The media did and everybody else. And now we don't even bring it up. And when it was one time it was brought up with the forced to vote um controversy. And Brian, I'll let you kind of break that down since you followed that better than I did. Yeah, I mean, so I we touched on it last podcast. Um so I obviously I recommend you check out that one too. But basically Nancy Pelosi was up to be Speaker of the House. 
there was enough of these. There's a branch of the Democrats called the Justice Democrats that signed a pledge that agreed not to have any corporate backers for their campaign, and they won their campaign. So these should these should be politicians that are free of you know since they aren't funded by corporations, they should do what the people want. Well, what we're finding out, so what people wanted them to do was withhold their vote for Nancy Pelosi unless she promised to bring a vote for Medicare for All to the House floor. That way we can truly, because there's a lot of politicians that claim to be for Medicare for All, but that way we could actually see where they stand. And turns out the Justice Democrats, even though they're not funded by corporations, they still refuse to do it. And it's because of careerism. They get in there, they get that salary, they get their their health benefits. They're you know they're living good, so they don't want to you know they don't want to rock the apple cart. They want to they want to keep their situation going. So no one none of them refused to withhold their vote for her. So that's basically to me what that's showing, and what should should show to everyone is that there's not a single member of Congress that will help fight for this Medicare for all, not one, and the media is completely they the media will try and bash Medicare for all at every chance they get because insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies unlike in other countries they can they can sell commercials here so all these pharmaceutical insurance companies have bought off the media they've bought off the politicians so we cannot and, and even despite all that I think it's still like 90% of Democrats and like 60% of Republicans say they support Medicare for all Bernie got a, a like a round of applause on Fox News when he was talking about you know they had a yeah. live town hall and so that was like a Republican crowd and he got an applause yeah so, even though he couldn't the, uh, according to you know the media like we needed Joe Biden to reach across the aisle even though all the Republicans say Biden is a communist socialist and i'm like in what universe i wish you i wish he was a a, a fucking socialist he seems like a yeah, capitalist right. asshole to me who like doesn't think that we should have universal healthcare. despite him tweeting out healthcare is a human right but we're not going to give it to you because fuck right. you poor people <laughs> right i wish joe biden was the person that fox news thinks i know he is. he's just an old <laughs> asshole to me right right but i bet he has health insurance because you know why he's the fucking president you and government health insurance at that so I mean at the at the end of our episodes we always like to talk about solutions and like honestly with this one I'm open ears I want to hear what you guys think are the solution because as far as I can see like the media is completely under the thumb of these companies the politicians so we're not going to get it through electoral politics I don't see any other option besides organizing and mass civil disobedience like we all need to get into the streets and clog up the works and shut businesses down and say, until we get this, society's not going to be able to function. I mean, Lornette, do you have, I don't know what else to do besides that. No, I don't know. One, if you want to argue one of the points about like why we need Medicare for all and universal health care in this country is if you're a small business owner, the overhead cost of providing health insurance for all your employees costs a lot of money. And you might want to spend that money on something else. On your business. Yeah. On your business. Or like pocketed money. So why like why you as a private employer have to flip that split that bill? And also if you're an employer saying well, you can't raise the minimum wage because like I'll go out of business, maybe you're a bad business person at that. But the same thing, one thing if you are a business person, you should be lobbying the government, especially small businesses, is like, hey, maybe we should have a universal healthcare system so I can take rid of that Medicare, I mean um healthcare costs that comes with the employee packages that I have to do. And some companies don't even do that with the gig economy. So what about those folks? They, they're still human beings. They still can get sick and shit like that. If they're driving a lift, they can get in a car accident. 
So they still need health insurance. So the only solution to our problems with the Medicare system, healthcare system in this country, is the fact that we have a for-profit system and we need a universal healthcare system. Not because, you know, it's the moral thing to do, but it's 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 the right thing to do. And and the solution is just educate yourself about that. But not only that, but but Lornet, okay, Lornet, we have ninety percent of ninety percent Democrats, sixty percent Republicans. So we let's say, you know. Let's say conservatively, sixty to seventy-five percent of the population supports. So more than the majority of the country supports this. Yet we don't have it. How are we going to get it? I mean, do you agree with me that civil disobedience is the only way? Like, I'm really, I was really racking my brain yeah, trying no, to think, I think of I think, other. I, I, just think about the the summer that the Trump administration was trying to repeal Obamacare, and like some of the the, the actions we saw across the country that it sprung up organically. For people who get that, that's that little, that's like that little bit of like some type of help for their medical bills and how they like that so much. And people fucking fought tooth and nail to keep the Obamacare. And that's far from fucking perfect. So, yes, civil disobedience and mass organizing would be the only way. And I'm sorry, but like us waiting on like more so-called progressives to be elected to Congress to only sell out to Nancy Pelosi or whoever will be the next speaker of the house. That's not right. going to save us. I'm, I'm sorry. I know their tweets are great and like, it makes you feel good. And you know, they're all cute and stuff and like, Oh my God, they're amazing. But like, you got to put your money where your mouth is. And, and how long can we sit there and wait on platitudes until like we need some fucking action. And at the end of the day, we have to do it ourselves. And has America been a very individualistic, do it your DIY culture? Maybe we need to do it ourselves to get universal health care because you know what? That would benefit everybody. And I don't care if some rich asshole gets the same universal health care I get because you know what? It's very few of them, but there's lots of people who are just regular Joes who are just trying to live their life. And then sometimes they get sick. And maybe they should have good health care to ensure that they don't get sick because you know what? A healthier society, and this is the stupidest thing because we're capitalists as the United States, is less sick people. That means more people buying shit and working at your fucking jobs. Right, right. Making you money, you capitalists. How fucking stupid is that? It's just like (laughs) Bernie was not a socialist. I'm sorry what he says. He says the Democrats, he was just, he was like an FDR Democrat who was just trying to save capitalism for himself. And they fucking said he was the worst. He was a demon. He was a devil. He did snake emojis to Bernie bros. And all he wanted to do was like, hey, maybe we should provide health care for our, our citizens. And maybe people shouldn't go into debt for going to get an education. And well, look at like FDR was attacked in the same way. But then he, he became he the most popular president impl- of all time. Yeah, when he actually implemented Medicare, he, they elected him every time until he died. Yes, like they had <laughs> to know? like do term limits after him because... He basically could have been president forever. So it's just, right. and the only reason he died is because polio. And we didn't have a vaccine back then. So that's the thing. So like people like these things. So it's going to be a, so just wait until we have to pay back student loans again. It's going to be a fucking revolution. And I'm, I'm all fucking for it. Yeah, I know. That's the only way I see out is we have to shut shit down until we get it. Because we, we can't keep suffering alone like no, this. And, I, and I'm past the point of like, we just need to let, elect more progressives and incremental change and all that. We're we're beyond the fucking point of incremental change. If we can't get fucking universal health care during a goddamn global pandemic. During a pandemic, when we have 
enough in Congress where we have enough people that claimed to support Medicare for all where we should have the votes to bring it to the House floor and they won't fucking do it. So that shows that even if we get the number, that's still they're too too much. The insurance company controls too much of the government where that even if we get these people in because of their careerism, they're not going to betray the, the heads of the party. Um, all right. Well, anything else you want to add before we get to quotes? No, I, I, the only thing I would add is like, yes, electoral politics will not will not save us. The squad is not coming to save us. We have to do it ourselves, and we we need to stop. We 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 have to do it ourselves. It's 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 up to us. It's not going to be someone coming to save us all and make things better. We got to do it, and, and it's going to take hard work, and it's going to be a long fight. But I think we we need this fight because it's the right thing to do. And it I mean, just we're makes, literally it just saving makes lives. <laughs> we're saving lives. And if we can't get it during a, a fucking pandemic, then when the hell is it going to happen? And we, we got to take the heat to these companies. And I don't care if HMO, I don't care if Blue Cross Blue Shield goes belly up. I don't care if Aetna goes belly up um, because they can't turn profits like they used to. Maybe they, maybe they need a better business model because most of the world has come to the conclusion that, yes, a universal healthcare system or a free healthcare system is most best for the public good. And like I said before, to you capitalists out there, you libertarians, you might happen to tune into this one day. More healthier people means more people can go to their jobs. Healthier people are more happy and they want to, they want to, they working. So they're making money. So they go buy useless shit that you sell to them. So it's a win-win for everybody, except for the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies. But as I say, they should be in it to like improve the health of people not make a profit off people's sickness because that's not only immoral, but just disgusting. For real. Yeah, for real. All right. Um, so my quote for this week, I was kind of thinking about, because I think this is a super, a super common thing in the U.S. We think that just how things are are the way they have to be. So a lot of people with these medical deaths and deaths, they kind of just suffer in silence, you know, and we never hear about it. And People never, healthy people, especially healthy young people, don't think about it. So, you know, it's just some far off thing. So they don't even realize. And then when it finally comes their turn where they have an accident or unhealthy, then they wonder, you know, how can it be this way? You know, why is it like this? So I had kind of an unrelated quote, but I think it kind of ties in. It says, um, it's about, the quote was about oppression. And it says, you will have no sensation of a leash around your neck if you sit by the peg. It is only when you stray that you feel the restraining tug. And not having health care, it really is a form of oppression. And although you might be young and healthy now, as Lornette said a few times, we're all going to get sick and we're all going to feel this tug of oppression when we should, when we don't have the medical care that we should or we've had to bankrupt ourselves for it or all these things. So, you know, even if you're healthy and young, we need to focus on getting med- Medicare for all. Now, you're, you're absolutely on point, Brian. And my quote is from uh, Rock Walter Conkright, um, the famous uh, journalist and uh, anchor. That's the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, America's healthcare system is neither healthy, caring, nor a system. And I agree. When you are, when you are turning a profit to like when you're profiting off of people's sickness, even when it's little kids with leukemia. That's a pretty gross and disgusting system. And it's not it's not caring. It's not to help people get better. It's only to like make people suffer financially and physically. And it's disgusting. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. 
and we still can't get universal health care. And our current president, the decent man, Joe Biden, said he would veto a Medicare for all bill, bill because Wall Street is in his he's in the pocket of Wall Street. And the only way we can change things is if the everyday ordinary citizens decide to take the fucking power back. And if this is a popular fucking thing, more a majority of people surveyed want universal health care. We should make that happen. Even our even of of, of our most conservative um, brethren thinks that hey, that's a nice idea. So, like I always end, I like I love this story because this is something that really happened. But uh, speaking of conservatives, my wife and I were vacationing in Ecuador, um, and we came we were at a cafe, and we met this guy who was also from the United States, uh, who worked in tech, and he told us he disclosed to us to us that he was a libertarian. That was his political persuasion. And, and and the funny thing enough, the next part of the conversation, he said he was in Ecuador for two reasons. You know, he made money and then would go down there for like six months and go back to the United States for six months and make more money in the tech industry. And he's like, I like the women down here and I also like the free health care. <laughs> so you got a fucking libertarian who's mooching off the system down in goddamn Ecuador. So maybe that asshole libertarian, instead of voting against like, I don't want to pay for poor people's getting health insurance. Maybe you should. So you can have the fucking free health care and you don't have to fly down to Ecuador to get you it. You fucking <laughs> asshole. Right. So there you go. So all those people are like, how are you going to pay for it on that shit? You're all hypocrites. You like fucking free health care too. Just like you motherfuckers like marijuana. Because it's fucking great. So legalize all drugs. Give us free health care. And student loan debt. Free college. Hell, free child care. Maternity leave. Four day work week. We're going, and if this shit makes us radical, then I'll be the mother most, most radical motherfucker in the world. <laughs> right. Because, be the Che Guevara. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Che Guevara. Four day work week. <laughs> fucking revolutionary. Four fucking days. Yes, it should be four days. Four fucking days. Unless you're like an emergency doctor or a fucking like firefighter, you shouldn't be on call. Oh, that was another thing I didn't even mention was how overworked American doctors are, too, and how long their shifts are and stuff for nurses, too. That was another thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're fucking over everybody in this healthcare system. The people, the people who work in it, the COVID-19 pandemic is only, like we talked about in our last podcast, is going to lead to a mental health crisis, not just from the people who suffered through it, but the people who had to fucking help nurse people back to health in this inhumane system. Because not... Not everybody in this country is a monster and a sociopath who only cares about making money no matter what. There's a lot of decent, compassionate, smart people, and we have to get together and have to change this shit. So that's why we do this podcast. That's why we're we're that's why we've, you know, tried to do the, the things we've done through our lives. Um, to like not just talk about it but be about it. And um it's gonna take us all collectively to do this. And always remember it's more of us than it's more than of them. So right on. All right. Well, um, we've mentioned a lot of articles and studies on this one. Um, we post all that stuff on our Facebook page. Um, so check that out. Also, let us know what you think. Um, each episode, we see our listeners going up, but not a lot of engagement on social media. I'd really you know, love to hear what you guys think about these things. Um, that be this episode, any other episode. So definitely hop on our Facebook page or Twitter at Q Culture and Q Culture One and just let us know what you think. You can read more if you're interested in that or just want to discuss something with us. Um, also, don't forget to check out Lornette's blog, The Evolving Man Project, and his new book, Even the Faders. Um, and if you're in the mood to maybe get a little bummed out, uh, check out our monthly history episodes with the two of us and my brother, Steve, 
Um, we're going to be releasing another one where we talk about um, the formation of racism and slavery and then all the rebellions uh, to resist it. So check out all that stuff. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Lornette. And remember to question everything. Everything. Any views or opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to Brian and Lornette and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that Brian and Lornette may or may not be associated with in any professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.